You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Oh man, if this wasn't the Jordan Clarkson experience from start to finish, let's talk about this game. It's the Hoops Nerd Show. All right, so the Utah Jazz came into this game uh, not too, uh, you know, an hour or two before the game starts, we find out that Donovan Mitchell is sitting. And so this looked like a game that was going to be tough for the Jazz to win, and they needed some things to happen. And a certain guy showed up in a big way. Uh, he missed like 23 three-pointers at one point, and Jordan Clarkson just explodes. Uh, let's Before we talk about it, though, let's talk a little bit about the Hawks. Uh, I don't know if there's a team in the NBA that there are more guys that I want to trade for than on the Atlanta Hawks. I go through their roster, and there are just so many nice guys, and there's a reason why this team uh, is going to get better. I know they came into this game 4-4. Four and four. I haven't actually had a chance to watch them a lot, but it feels like they just haven't quite found their groove. Even tonight, this game honestly feels like a tiny bit like the Jazz stole this one because I just don't know if the Hawks have really figured out all their pieces yet. They have so many guys. If you just go through their starting lineup, you have uh, just guys that, you know, DeAndre Hunter has a chance to be a really, really nice player. If he just keeps, stays healthy and continues to get better, he's awesome. Tonight he was seven for nine from the field for the Hawks, which is kind of incredible. Uh, he's also just an elite athlete. And so you've got a guy in DeAndre Hunter who's everything you want in a wing. Uh, 14 points. Uh, John Collins, who's one of my the biggest man crushes I've ever had. Four for seven from the field. He was three for four from three. 13 points. He's just fantastic. And then obviously you've got Trey Young, who has just blossomed into an NBA superstar and just... Uh, is the thing that stirs the pot and scores and does everything great. He's fantastic. Tonight, his shooting wasn't quite there. 8 for 20 from the field, 0 for 4, 0 for 4 from 3. Uh, still had 21 points, though, and 7 assists. He's the guy that really initiates everything for them. So, you know, the Hawks are a team that I like to watch. They're a team that's fun to root for in the East. They've done it in an interesting way. The Trey Young for Luka Doncic trade looks really good for them, to be honest, because they've filled their team with players. And and I like their team. And then you consider they've still got like Kevin Herter and Cam Reddish. Uh, Lou Williams is on this team. I mean, there's just a lot of guys. So uh, and Bogdan Bogdanovich. So this is a team that just has, you know, talent. They're going to get better. It's going to be interesting to see how they go. And they need one of these guys to really take a another step. Like for me to, to see the Atlanta Hawks get to like that championship level, you really need DeAndre Hunter to become like you know, one of the top guys in the East. You really need that to happen. And, you know, Trey Young to just continue to stay at a high level, maybe get a little better. And then, you know, hopefully one of your other guys turns into like that third guy. If that happens, then I think this this Atlanta Hawks team can really get to that level. But, you know, that's every team. You, want, you, you draft the right guys and can you develop them? And do those guys have what it takes to get to the next level? Um. Anyways, I like the Hawks. They're fun to watch. And also their uniforms tonight were fantastic. Uh, Kenny, someone find the fire extinguisher, right? 
JC was ab- absolutely out of his mind. Kenny, JC is back. Elliot Matson, baby Elliot Matson. Forrest played great defensive on trade. Forrest was pretty good tonight. That was an interesting thing. We'll talk about it. We're not going to be a downer tonight. I did not care for that choice, but you know what? Forrest was like fine tonight. Uh, JT Buckets Wardell. Can't wait till we get Ocho Poppy back and we can, we full strength. Uh, yes. Uh, I'm not quite sure who Ocho Poppy is, Buckets. You'll have to let me know in the comments. <laughs> is that Donovan? Uh, I don't know. Or Rudy Gay. Uh, maybe you're talking about Rudy Gay because this team still doesn't even have Rudy Gay back. And that's exciting to think about. Kenny, oh yeah, nice to see Forrest get real minutes even late into the fourth. You know, the thing about Forrest, and I've never been anti-Forrest. I actually like Trent Forrest. Trent Forrest is a nice player that the Jazz have that I hope he's on the Jazz for a long time because what Trent Forrest brings is athleticism at the guard. Uh, JT Buckets Wardell, Rudy Gay. That's right, Rudy Gay. I knew it. Hey, Ocho Poppy. Maybe that's our nickname. for. Is it? A, is that his nickname? Ocho Poppy? Let's go Ocho Poppy. Uh, Trent Forrest does two things for you. He he handles the ball really well uh, and kind of runs the offense. So I guess that's two things. I don't know. How many fingers do I got? He handles the ball really well. He can run the offense. Like he can initiate the offense. I don't know if necessarily run the offense is, is the word because the offense is a motion thing that's based off of people reading and reacting, you know, and also kind of staying around the perimeter and driving to the rim. Uh, he can initiate the offense really well and he can initiate a pick and roll really nicely. And he's got, and he's athletic enough that he gets to the rim and can get that floater off when the ball is in, in his hands, nice things happen on the offensive end. I, that's the nice thing about Trent Forrest and on the defensive end, we know that he's athletic. He can, you know, he can make plays on the defensive end with his ability to, uh, just his athleticism is great. Um, and so, you know, Quinn Snyder going with with Trent Forrest is interesting. I'm not a big fan of it because I honestly feel like you've got a guy in Jared Butler who has much more upside, who can hit threes, can do a lot of things off the dribble, and we've seen that he can also run the offense and initiate the offense, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but they go with Trent Forrest, and it worked tonight. I didn't actually think Trent Forrest was all that. I thought he was fine. He had some turnovers. He made some mistakes, but he... You know, he also made some nice plays and he is a nice defensive uh, player. And honestly, I wonder sometimes too, because you have Joe Ingles starting and you have Boyan Bogdanovich, and I tweeted about this, uh, when you have Joe Ingles and Boyan Bogdanovich on the floor, and obviously Ingles can bring some playmaking as well, although I think we saw against the Bulls, if you have Ingles doing too much and he's being guarded by a highly athletic defender, it can really, at this point in Ingles' career, he can really be... Uh, taken out of a game. That sh- I finally watched the Chicago Bulls game, by the way. Someone made a comment about that and heard my fags. But I went and watched that whole game, and I might make a video on some things I saw with Jared Butler. But Joe Ingles, when he's being guarded by an elite athlete, I don't know if he can handle it anymore. So anyways, moral of this is that when you've got Joe Ingles and, and Boyan Bogdanovich on the floor together, you have a lot of shooting, great shooting. Uh, they honestly can shoot the lights out at times. But then you've got Boyan Bogdanovich who also great shooting and he, he can spot up a little bit. He can also drive the rim a little bit, but really you're doing shooting at the expense. Let's do this. The Christina Aguilera dance at the expense of athleticism. When the shots aren't falling and the athleticism's not there, that's when you have things that happen in like game six with the Clippers and you just get the, the, do- the doors blown off, you know, because you don't have the athleticism to guard them. But when the shots are falling and you don't have the athleticism and it kind of makes up for it. Um, 
I don't know really know where I'm going with this because tonight JC exploded and the shooting overcame everything anyway. I actually let's see. Let's let's segment our let's just talk about JC right now. First off, Robert Hall of Fame, Jordan Clarkson is back, all caps, 10 bucks. Thank you, Robert Hall. Thank you and welcome to the show. JC was back. And by the way, okay, so he missed like 23 threes in a row. And we all know that JC can score. I honestly, I wanted to make a tweet, but I didn't want to have someone come back and say something stupid to me because that's what happens. You tweet a thought and then everyone comes back to you with hindsight after the fact and says, whoa, look what you tweeted. Well, guess what? It's just like dating. If you don't tweet the thought in the first place because you're afraid and then you're never wrong, it's like being afraid. You're never going to act or be right about anything either. You're never going to gain anything by just always being afraid. So guess what? Tweet your thoughts, everyone. Tweet all your thoughts, except if they're problematic, all right? Because otherwise, you're just going to be someone that reads tweets and then goes and tweets little snide things after the fact. Anyways, Jordan Clarkson had missed like 23 threes in a row. And it go dates back to last game. It's It was honestly, I don't know if I've ever seen a shooting slump quite like this in a long time. Like, I've n I honestly don't know if, and it wasn't just threes. He was going to the rim and he was having, you know, last game he missed like two free throws in a row. He was missing, he missed a free throw in the first half tonight. Like, it just looked like it just was, you know, all, I honestly almost tweeted the yips because I was like, what is going on? Uh, and then the lid just popped off of that, of that can of Pringles, you know, and then the Pringles were just like shooting everywhere and everyone was enjoying them and everyone was getting the Pringles they wanted. And it was all falling because Jordan Clarkson was making everything. He was hooping. He was balling. Whatever you want to call it. Jordan Clarkson was out there doing it. Uh, tonight, Jordan Clarkson ends the game. Let's see with. Let's see. Jordan Clarkson, 10 for 19. And that was, he had gone like one for eight in the first half and 0 for five from three in the first half. And then he ends the game at 10 for 19, four for 10 from three. That's his best three point shooting night of the season. Um, I don't have time to go check every single game, but I would be surprised if that wasn't his best shooting night of the year, 40%, which is great. But mostly because in the second half, he just absolutely went on fire. He was six for seven from the free throw line because he didn't miss a free throw in the second half. 30 points, a plus 29. He was the difference in the game. You know, he was the difference in the game. You know, Rudy Gobert, honestly, and let's, before we go on, we got to talk about that first half. The Jazz could not hit a shot. Boyan Bogdanovich, 0 for 3. Jordan Clarkson, 0 for 5. That first half in the first quarter, the Jazz were only down one. And they were like in this game and like at the end of the second quarter, I can't remember exactly what it was. I think it was like the jazz were down one still that first half where the jazz could not hit shots is this is the tape that you need to send to the hall of fame on why Rudy Gobert is an absolute star because that game had no, the jazz had no business being in that game. They had no business in it. You know, you're playing against the Hawks team with a ton of talent shooting athleticism all of it and the jazz were in that game and they couldn't hit a shot you know they couldn't literally clarkson couldn't hit a shot in the first half he couldn't hit a three at all bogey either and so rudy gobert was dominant and you saw them try to attack him 
you saw multiple times Capella going at Rudy and Rudy just stuffing him. Just absolutely dominant stuff from Gobert. And we even saw some offensive stuff from Rudy tonight. He had that one big put back near the rim. There was a couple nice uh, times during this game where the ball was fed to Gobert. Now, I don't like Rudy doing too much post moves. I think there's a difference between saying post moves and Rudy Gobert scoring at the rim. Those are like two different things. You don't want Rudy doing post moves. I think at this point, we all understand that that's just not who Rudy is. He's not going to be, uh, he's not going to be Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That's just never going to be what he is. He's never going to have that. It's just not. But he can get the ball in the hoop near the basket. Uh, tonight, my probably one of my favorite plays of this game was when Bojan Bogdanovic, he had a three at the top of the three-point line, just bullets the pass into Rudy Gobert, who had a smaller defender defender on him, and Rudy just grab, gets the ball and dunks it. And we saw that a couple times. We had we had one play where Rudy, like, big boyed uh, Capella at the rim. It was awesome to see where he just used his length and size and just got that ball in that hoop. I love to see it. And what I want to see from Rudy is is that play from, from Boya McDonovich. When, when Rudy Gobert can, and he's got a smaller guy on him, if they can feed him the ball, get it in the right spot, you know, in the passer's pocket, wherever, or near the rim, and Rudy gets that and just dunks that, that's easy buckets. That's what I think, at least from my point of view, and I would imagine that most people agree that that's what you want from Rudy Gobert near the rim. We don't, no one wants Rudy Gobert doing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar stuff, because I just don't really think he can do it. I, I haven't seen him do it ever before, and I don't see him doing it anytime soon. So what we want to see Rudy Gobert doing, though, is getting that ball when he's one open near the hoop, because that wasn't always a given two years ago, even. And and two, when he's got a smaller guy on him. So when you've got, you know, like a Trey Young switched on to Gobert and you recognize that you get the ball to Gobert and he just dunks it. And the other thing is that Rudy needs to dunk the ball. There are too many times where Rudy Gobert does like a, you know, a, a layup type thing and he's near the rim. It's like Rudy dunked the ball. Got to dunk the ball. That's one thing, and I feel like Rudy's doing it, and he did that with, with the Bojan Bogdanovic pass. That was one of my favorite plays of the game, uh, outside of Jordan Clarkson turning into the, the flamethrower. It's unbelievable, but yeah, that was one of my favorite plays of the game, and if the Jazz can just do that, and it's not like it's not like you have to like force-feed Rudy. Uh, you know, Honestly, sometimes I think people are like saying, get the ball to Rudy, get the ball to Rudy. No, it's called read and react. And when they have a smaller defender on Rudy Gobert, get get him the ball. But don't force feed Rudy. Rudy is much more effective as a pick and roll big man. You know, run your offense. But then when they when you get teams switching on the Jazz, which is one of the things they're trying to do, is to switch and disrupt the Jazz's pick and roll. Then when they switch and they got a smaller guy on Gobert, then feed him the ball, if that makes sense. But I just you shouldn't be forcing Rudy the ball. Don't force the issue. Just just recognize and react. And the Jazz did that tonight, and it was fantastic. The Jazz, honestly, tonight for the Jazz was, made, in my opinion, their most impressive win tonight. Will Bowden, $2. Thank you, my friend, Will. JC, greatest sixth man of all time. Maybe up there with, with, uh, with what's-his-bucket from Argentina. Someone in the comments made a good point the other day. Uh, but Ginobili, Ginobili, Clarkson, Clarkson's getting there. Maybe he can get the sixth man of the year this year, my friends. Maybe he can. Robert Hall of Fame, $2. Thank you, sir. Pascal driving from the corner was amazing. Yes! Thank you, Robert. 
Thank you for the reminder. Let's talk about Pascal. Pascal has had one game this year where he kind of got cooked, and that was against Chicago. Uh, I re recommend people go watch that game. Pascal had a rough game. Uh, there were some things in that game that showed me a lot. Uh, one of those is that Pascal probably shouldn't be guarding uh, elite playmaking wings on other teams. Uh, and so now we know. <laughs> you know? James can't, James can't dunk. All right? Especially when he's trying out for the Stars and Royce O'Neal is sitting under the basket and fell down in front of Royce O'Neal and then airballed the free throw. I, I can't play basketball anymore at any sort of productive level. <laughs> Talk about worst moment ever, man. Can you imagine be, you know, getting a ball on a fast break and going to the rim? Royce O'Neal is under the basket watching and you fall down. <laughs> well, that's what happened to me. And then the ref didn't know if he was supposed to give free throws because it was so pathetic. So they give me a free throw and I airballed it. So that's, <laughs> that's what happened to me. That's my experience being uh, uh, on the court. All right, let's see. Robert Hall, let's say $2. Pascal was amazing. Thank you, Robert. Again, let's just give a repeat. That dry, Pascal has like two dunks now. Remember the dunk he had on Giannis the other day against the Bucks, where it just like out of nowhere, he rises below the hoop and just like crams it. Same thing happened tonight. He drives to the hoop and just goes up like crazy and just buries it. Uh, it's impressive. He is, he is athletic and he is like big. Uh, he moves really well on the court. The Jazz have something in Eric Pascal, guys. This guy is a nice, nice addition. His plus minus tonight kind of coincides with Jordan Clarkson. So, you know, uh, you know, take it with a grain of salt, I guess. But Jordan Clarkson and and Eric Pascal led the team in plus minus tonight. 29 for Jordan Clarkson, 24 for Pascal. And I think Pascal's defense is a big part of that because Jordan Clarkson, Jordan Clarkson was bringing the flames and and Eric Pascal was bringing the defense on the other end. It was fantastic. That's a fun little duo. I wonder if we see more and more and more of that. It'll be interesting to see what happens when Rudy Gay comes back because Rudy Gay is going to be just another uh, player on this team to bring just great, great, uh, just, uh, what's the word? Versatility for the Jazz. Things that uh, Quinn Snyder can do. Uh, James Knight, 99 cents. Hey, James. It's... Yeah, it's just a nice thing to do. I think no, no message. Just the 99 cents. I'll take it. Maybe I'll get me. So myself a McChicken tomorrow. Uh, let's see. Th Phil Besserol using that, using that membership membership moment. That's what we'll call these best one of the year. Phil. I agree. Okay. Yeah. I was going to talk about that. Did we talk enough about Eric Pascal? I guess so probably, but anyways, Phil Besserol best one of the year. I agree. No Donovan Mitchell against a full strength full strength Atlanta Hawks team and the Jazz found a way to win this. I think this t this showed just how dominant Rudy Gobert can be. I think it showed that uh Eric Pascal is a guy the Jazz need to sign long term. I think uh Jordan Clarkson should win sixth man of the year if he can keep this up. And if if that's the thing, the Jazz have had multiple games this year where Jordan Clarkson's shooting slump was happening and they still found a way to win. I mean, that's how effective Donovan Mitchell is by the way. Uh, they really missed his kind of initiation this game and how much Donovan Mitchell attacks the rim and how much it's done for the Jazz this year. But Jordan Clarkson, when he has a night like this, it it just adds, you know, another element to just another way the Jazz can beat you. And that's honestly what makes good teams in this league. They have multiple ways to beat you. 
You know, there's teams, you know, there's like bad teams in this league that on any given night can have like a hot overall shooting night. Uh, and, you know, the really good teams out there have like multiple stars that can beat you, you know, like like last year with the Clippers with, you know, you'll have Kawhi games where he wins you a game or Paul George or or that's why the that's why the Nets are so good when they're healthy and full strength. And we're not going to get into that. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. <laughs> Dumpster fire. But, you know, you can have games where Kevin Durant goes off or you have a game where James Harden has a big night. Things like that. Well, Jazz have the same thing. You can have a big night from Donovan Mitchell. And most nights, that's what it is because Donovan Mitchell has become this stud. But then also you have a night like tonight where Jordan Clarkson carries you to a win because if Jordan Clarkson doesn't have the night he does tonight, the Jazz probably don't win the game. They just don't have uh, – without Donovan Mitchell, they just didn't have enough. Uh, by the way, that does remind me, Mike Conley is just such a fantastic, uh, calming presence. He does – he has like the Stockton effect to me in that when he's on the floor – it feels like everything is in order and the right play is going to be made. I don't know how many of you are uh, remember watching Stockton, but I remember watching Stockton night in and night out. It's like you just knew when Stockton on the was on the floor, the right play was going to be made and that the the best possible shot was going to be had. And that's the way it is with Mike Conley. He's not always going to score big-time points, and it doesn't really matter. Tonight, Conley had – uh, 13 points, but he was a plus 18 because he had 11 assists. He was setting up. He was, I mean, honestly, that's a Stockton line tonight. 13 points, 11 assists for Mike Conley. He's fantastic. And major reason why the Jazz won this game tonight. He was just five for 13 from the field, uh, three for nine from three. So it was a little below his, what he's averaging this year, but Conley was fantastic. He is so good. And as long as he's on the floor and on and playing with Jazz, they have a chance to, to beat anybody. Uh, let's see. Will Bowden, $2. Thank you, sir. Another $2. Happy birthday, Eric Pascal. That's right. Birthday dunk for Eric Pascal tonight. My favorite edition. Oh, thank you for also that comment. And baby Elliot Matson. Well, let's get to baby Elliot Matson. How did Eric Pascal average 14 points per game as a rookie and play no defense? Now he's a lockdown defender guy. I'm a little confused on how he averaged 14 points per game. Well, let's talk about it. Thank you, Elliot, for the $5. I appreciate it. You're the man. You guys are the you guys are dominating tonight in the chat. I love it, and we'll get to you. Cook it up, ZZ, my man. I will. Let me just talk about uh, Pascal before I forget. So Pascal, athletic, and let's mention a little bit. It was his birthday, so happy birthday, Eric Pascal. I love it. I think he turned twenty five. Uh, talking about Eric Pascal with the 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 Warriors that first year. Remember the the Warriors were tanking, and he just got all the. He got all the shots, and he was a guy that I believe came in the second round and just 
was a lot better than people thought. Like, just a lot better. Late first round, early second. I can't remember. Uh, let me know in the chat. I don't want to look it up. Uh, he just did things that no one expected. And I think he was first team all rookie. Second year comes around and just does not play very much. And I think, honestly, Kings, or not Kings, Warriors fans just thought that this guy just doesn't play defense. Well, two years of being around Draymond Green seems to have rubbed a little bit off on him because guess who he reminds me of a little bit on defense? He has a little bit of Draymond Green. He's not, I mean, I'm not saying he's Draymond Green, but he he's kind of got that same size, that same body. Draymond Green's got better length and he's kind of a better rim protector, but Pascal really moves on the perimeter. And that's what's exciting about him is his ability to switch because that's what is doing doing good things for you in the modern NBA is your ability to switch on the perimeter. And so if you have a guy like Pascal who plays the four and he can switch out on the perimeter like that, that's fantastic. I mean, he is like a fantastic, fantastic backup power forward. You know, I don't think anyone expected to this type of boost switching from George Niang to Eric Pascal. You know, I know I didn't, you know, say what you will about George Niang, he can shoot the ball. So at the very least you're getting shooting but it's that same idea we talked about earlier with like shooting minus athleticism. Well, now you've got less shooting with Pascal, but man, does he bring athleticism and you can see what it does on the defensive end. That athleticism shows up big time when with his ability to guard. And then on the offensive end, he's got a good enough handle that he can drive to the rim like that. And then he rises and crams it. And we've seen him on the defensive end too, just rise and block shots. So he's one of those guys that'll make a play like that every night. And I love the fire from him. I love it. It's fantastic. All right. Cook it up, ZZ, my man. $7.99. What an awesome. I appreciate you guys so much. You know, you don't have to, but I appreciate it. It's amazing. Why doesn't Quinn play Butler? He is way better than Forrest. Go Jazz. I agree. I don't know why. I think he trusts. Here's what happens. Travis Holden, welcome to the channel. Here's how Quinn works, guys. And after like seven years of Quinn Snyder, this is how Quinn Snyder does it. And it's just, this is what it's always going to be. Quinn Snyder does based off of who he trusts running his system. That's, that's how Quinn Snyder makes his decisions. And right now he doesn't, I think he took a game off from Jared Butler. I wouldn't be surprised if we see Jared Butler again next game, because I don't actually feel like, uh, I don't actually feel like, like uh, Trent Forrest was all that great tonight, I'll, but he wasn't bad. He like held his own and it was good. And he had had a few moments. He's nice. He's what he does is he has nice nice athleticism on the defensive end, and on the offensive end he can handle. He can drive. He he can initiate the offense in a pick and roll. He can do those things. And he's a good passer. He's a pretty good passer. So that's what he can do. And the reason Quinn Snyder went with him tonight, I'm guessing, is because of the defensive aspect. But also I think he trusts him at least right now more than Jared Butler because. Uh, Trent Forrest has had a year or two under his belt with the system. By the way, this system took Mike Conley most of his first year with the Jazz to get comfortable in, you know? So if it took Mike freaking Conley to figure it out and take half the year to figure it out, I think it's, I don't think we should get too hard on Jared Butler uh, for not figuring it out either. Now, going back to what ZZ, Cook It Up ZZ said, I personally would have rather see, seen Jared Butler play because I would like to see him get more comfortable in the offense. And honestly, the, you know, the, the game, everyone talked about Jared Butler, not playing well against Chicago, go watch that game. And you'll, the mistakes he made weren't like 
talent mistakes. It was someone who is not quite comfortable in the offense yet, not knowing when to drive to the hoop, not knowing when to pass it out, not knowing exactly what spot to be in or the right exact spot, you know, at all different times. There's a lot of things going on and he's a rookie and he's trying to figure it out. And Quinn Snyder's offense was hard for Mike Conley to figure out. I imagine it's difficult for Jared Butler to figure it out as well. I assume that he'll get more time. I hope he does because there's just more upside there. Jared Butler has shown us that he can do some really nice things. And so I hope he gets to play next game because I, you know, I like Trent Forrest. I'm not anti-Trent Forrest, but I'm pro Jared Butler developing and, and, and giving the jazz that new element. Because I actually feel like if you can get Jared Butler to the point where he's contributing at a high level, like I think a lot of us think he can, especially like how we saw in preseason, then that gives the jazz some incredible uh, opportunities at the trade deadline. Uh, Travis Holden, 99 cents. Thanks, my man. Thank you, Travis. I really appreciate it. Uh, Ezekiel Ricebe, member for nine months. All-star. Man from down under. I can't believe we might get Pascal for nothing. That's the thing. That's what's crazy. And I don't know the details. We'll have to look it up. Someone can let me know in the comments or whatever on spot track, but he, the jazz don't necessarily even have to give their second round pick. There's some conditions on that. So wouldn't that be crazy to get Pascal for literally nothing? Uh, Travis Holden, 199. Thanks, my man. Was at the game tonight. Hawks fan, uh, how to be member. Uh, just, uh, there's a join button right here, right there. You can join and support the channel and I would appreciate it. That would be great. Yeah, if you're watching now, guys, you can join or at least like and subscribe. That would be great. Uh, I don't know what else we want to talk about tonight. This was great. Just a fun game. Uh, you know, oh, by the way, let's give props to Royce O'Neal. Royce O'Neal is having quietly an amazing year. The guy is turning into freaking uh, Dennis Rodman with three-point shooting. The guy, He's just fantastic. And honestly, there's been a few times this year where he's had some line drives to the hoop that have been really good. And he's good in transition, too. So I'm I'm really down with like more drives from Royce O'Neal right right to the rim because he's showing he can do it and I I just love the guy I love the guy and how hard he plays he defends he's strong he rebounds uh, he makes the right play he moves the ball and he hasn't been hesitating on his jump shot this year and that's been incredible like honestly last year how many times did we see Royce O'Neal pump pump fake and and hesitate this year he's just shooting it and that's awesome. That makes me happy. That's like serious growth from Royce O'Neal. And I think he learned some things in the playoffs where, I mean, there were literal, legitimately a few plays against that that Clippers team where his hesitation cost them points. And in the playoffs, points, every point matters. And so I think he learned from that, and it's nice to see. It's awesome. Let's see. Eric C., member for seven months. C stamps for champion. If at the deadline we're in first, would you consider a package of Boyan, Royce, Butler, and a pick for an elite wing? Honestly, guys, yes. Elite wings are the hardest thing in the NBA to get. If you can get an elite wing, you do it. You know, I, 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 uh, you guys know my thoughts on who I might trade and and things like that. But if there's someone that you can get that can, I mean, honestly, an elite wing defender is like I mean what's the best what's the best cryptocurrency that's like dogecoin when it was at 72 cents that's what elite wings are you know it's like the premium thing uh you if you can get an elite wing you do it i i mean it's like honestly 
you know, in the NFL, like got teams taking shots at quarterbacks in the draft, because if you get one and they hit, it changes everything, you know? And so if you can get an elite wing in the draft, in the trade deadline, you absolutely do it. But the question is who's going to trade them like guys that I'd love to see on the jazz. I love John Collins. Cause I think he could be that switchy athletic defender and he shoots lights out from three. I love Harrison Barnes on the Sacramento Kings. He's a guy I would love to see the jazz try and go get. You guys know my love for Larry Nance, Larry Nance, fantastic option, uh, can play, plays the power forward, but great ball mover deflects the ball on defense. Fantastic. Great athleticism guys like that. Um, there's others I'm probably forgetting, you know, even like, you know, and he's not really a wing, he's more of a guard, but the trouble in Boston, maybe you can somehow go get Marcus smart and he can come off the bench for you and be an elite, uh, perimeter defender. And you can close games with him sometimes defending stuff like that. That's what would make me happy at a trade deadline, getting someone like that De defense wing defense, because if the jazz can get perimeter and wing defense in the trade deadline, I think the jazz can win the championship this year. Uh, Will Bowden, two bucks. Thank you, my friend. You're amazing, Will. Don's workouts with Royce and Eric are paying off. Yes, they are. You know, that's the thing, too, is I, I sometimes have thought in the past uh, that, you know, team player development is really big deal. You know, what's a big deal is players that go in the offseason and go get better on their own. I mean, honestly, you can, like, guess who's going to get better. I mean, Donovan Mitchell has added things to his game this year like he's a different player. He's just a better player. And why? Because in the off season, he goes with Chris Brickley in New York and he goes and he, and he works on his game and he adds different elements to it. And then that's what makes Donovan Mitchell so incredible is he takes the thing he learns in the off season and he implements it, you know, and Royce is implementing things too. Royce obviously doesn't have that same level of of just talent and skill that Donovan has, but he's implementing things that he knows will improve his game. And it's fun to see. It's just really satisfying to watch this jazz team get better and better. Uh, have a good feeling about this year. Jonathan James photo member for six months. Yes. My friend, Jonathan James. Also everyone go follow him on Instagram. Takes good pictures. Get some pictures from Jonathan James photo guys. Go look him up guys. I, I got to give a shout out to our all-stars today because this has been a good show. It's been fun to see the Jazz. This is like, honestly, the first game of the year where I really feel like I'm seeing it with the Jazz. You guys know that I've been mad at some of the Jazz's wins because there's been some things that are frustrating. And tonight was like the first time where I really feel like this Jazz team is really blossoming. I think the Jazz need to have a trade deadline move of some sort to solidify their wing defense or perimeter defense, however you want to do that, whether it's you know, go give something for Marcus Smart or go give something for, can you like pull someone away from someone else? That's what I want to see the Jazz do. But you know what? The Jazz have three months right now, four months to kind of plan for that. And who knows? Maybe a team falls apart. You know, maybe this Hawks team who's now four and five, maybe they just decide they have too many guys and you can go get somebody like Cam Reddish. Can you go get Cam Reddish? I don't know. Caden, 499. Thank you, my friend. Yeah, Donovan looks way more invested on defense and his ability to create for others has been easier and easier. Yes, Caden. Good point. Donovan Mitchell right now. All right, we're going to just look this up because I don't care and we're at the end of the show. And if you're here, you're amazing. Um, I want to just go look really quickly. Donovan Mitchell right now is having a career year in terms of steals. And this is what I always hoped for uh donovan mitchell actually is because he's got that crazy i mean he's six foot one with like six ten wingspan it's just bonkers 
Uh, this year, right now, uh, basketball reference, let's see, let's see, steals per game, 1.4. So he's at his, he's at least right at his career high. I actually feel like that should be higher. So one of the stats you can look up, and I'm not going to do that right now, you can actually look up deflections on NBA.com slash stats. Go look it up. I wouldn't be surprised if Donovan Mitchell is up there in terms of deflections per game. I'm going to look that up. I keep forgetting. But uh, he's been doing that, and it's been great. It has been creating uh, transition opportunities on the other end. And he's just, like Caden says, thank you again, Caden. I really appreciate it. He's just been defending at a higher level. And that's what's going to take Donovan Mitchell from you know top 20 guy to top 10 guy. Because if Donovan Mitchell can be kind of an elite steals guy on the defensive end and can stay in front of his man when he's one-on-one -on -one and things like that. And also, one of the things that Donovan's done in the past is he just kind of falls asleep a little bit when he's playing off the ball defense. If he can just, like, get steals in those situations, not fall asleep, not be resting, but actually be engaged. And it doesn't mean you need to be Kawhi Leonard, but just be engaged and just be ready because he's got the physical tools to be in a, a fantastic, like, steals guy if he can do that and be like two steals per game amazing amazing and plus he just benefits from that on the offensive end because transition's always e the easiest bucket to make right so if donovan mitchell can do that it's great all right let's give a shout out to our all-stars let's make sure no one else okay let's give a shout out to our all-stars these are the guys that make it happen the guys that that get buckets when it matters most in the playoffs let's give a shout out to baby elliot matson joshua hansen the danish destroyer and one anton warren ezekiel ricebe the man from down under jt buckets wardell austin r grant editor extraordinaire eric c the c stands for champion donald schooley schooling all of us dw the cb darren williams to carlos boozer jorge arizaga mi amigo de abajo lee christensen driving the lane just in time justin ty h patrick akubo the connoisseur robert hall of fame and dw jazz going all the way for the first time i think i believe it dw i think i believe it do you guys believe it leave me a like or let me a com leave a comment below if you believe do you believe i believe if you're on the slc dunk podcast by the way please go leave a, a rating and review i would appreciate it why not if you like it go do it or make a comment in the on the on the on the 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 website all right guys slc dunk for life make sure that you don't make any decisions out of fear every one of you matters don't listen to what the what the people say that are paid to make you think a certain way all right talk to